welcome to another week at the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so happy to be chatting with you, chatting with each other about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Hooray! We start off with news and uh, kick us off with the good news, Emily. We got all sorts of things coming and happening in the next few weeks. The first of which is that we are having a Fiber Coven Knit Night in our Discord channel on May 24th. It is at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, we will just be crafting and hanging out on Yieldy Group video chat in there. So if you are a witchy crafty person, maybe consider joining our Patreon so you can get access to that. Uh, We've done a couple of them Mm -hmm. and they're a really good time. I like it. Any craft you want to bring, any beverages you want to consume, any adult recreational activities you want to do, that's what we do. Yeah. It's a cool group of people. That's very fun. Mm -hmm. And then I am going on a mini tour with Kemper Ray of Junk Yarn on the East Coast. Uh, So we will be at Boston Fiber Co., on may 31st we will be at circle of stitches in salem on june 1st and then we will be at skein yarn shop on the third and fourth of june hooray wonderful places that you can see emily in the wild Mm -hmm. great and to jump into our yarny content i finished a couple things and they're both hand spun related wow i finished a headband for my friend oh yeah This is in my Camino yarn. Actually, I have this, how I did this. This is my standard headband. I I put the instructions for it in my Instagram feed and a self-striping example I had. But I make a tube that's big enough to cover the ears, make it go all the way around the head with a little generous ease to it, rotate everything 180 degrees and graft it together. So this will be for a Star Wars loving friend who is very knitworthy, but it's a really cute headband. Hopefully keep her a little nag and warm. Yeah. And it's these nice, it's a dark base with pops of green, blue greens and bright blues. And it, it just reminds me of a sea storm at night and it makes me happy. Actually, I also had a little bit of scrap and it was too precious to throw away. So I made a little coaster for myself, oh, a heart shaped coaster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I could, I could keep a little bit of my special yarn. And these were from Rolex from our friend Marina, who's a coven member, and that is Rapunzel Fiber Arts, which will, of course, be linked in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And then I also uh, plied up some of the sweater quantity of Rolex that I got from Marina to start working on that project. And this is my chaos theory, and I have two nice cakes of that. It is a tonal gray base with little pops of interest, um, just little bits and bobs and tweety flecks in a rainbow of colors. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have two big cakes of this. And uh, actually, if we jump right into whips, I can show you what I'm making with it. Yeah. Are you already knitting with it? I am. I've only wow, I've you're thought- a chaotic little gremlin. I, I am. I was just so excited about this fiber. I've plied up about half of it now so it is in all stages like i'm playing on the turkish spindle i'm making the plies on a turkish spindle spinning the singles that's the word i'm spinning the singles Mm -hmm. on a turkish spindle plying it on my ease spinner and then i'm knitting it i had the idea to 
I saw Did a photo. You, on- you washed it before you started doing it though, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Let's just check it. I, I washed and finished <laughs> like a good girl. <laughs> And I swatched before I did my project. Not oh, that you're an extra good girl. I not that my swatches mean anything. I thought I knew how many how how big I wanted this thing. I took my measurements, but I I, I ripped it out last night mm-hmm. and started over. But um, it's basically just an I cord edge that fits around my body over the whitest parts of my body, like my butt and my shoulders. And it's just going to be a tube with some slits in it. It's going to be my latest like dystopia wear like it. it's just it's just going to be a big versatile tube that i can wear in my body in a variety of ways i think i'm going to knit a little more and then see how the fit is coming but i'm really i love my swatch and i really love how it's working up it's I just do too. gray and tweety with little little bits of color and it's just fantastic we'll have to take a picture with you in that and me and my blaster card again and be a little night and day tweed situation <laughs> That's that's us. Mm-hmm. You're you're pastel and cheerful with with a hint of goth flavor, and I'm goth flavored with a you know I'm just pessimistic and grumpy with like hints of cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why we're friends. But yeah, so I've only got about an inch of it here, and I'm really excited about just having a versatile tube to to wear on my person. I'm excited to see how it turns out. Me too. That's my hand-spun projects. What have you been working on? I worked a bit on my Lord of the Rings blanket, but I didn't bring it with me because I was bringing way too much stuff to the studio. Um, Mm -hmm. But I am working on the Shortcut to Mushrooms stripe, which is the very, you know, mushroom off-white with earthy speckles color in that Mm -hmm. blanket. The thing that I have worked on the most is my Mama uh, cardigan in the Penelope uh, color that I ordered from Junk Yarn. And I worked a bunch on this. I have separated oh, wow. for the sleeves. It looks so nice. It's so like light and pastel and cheerful. Yeah. So this is a uh, knit flat raglan cardigan. Uh, it has this nice brioche stitch on the back and the front panels. And I think that that works really well with the super speckled yarn. And it's going to be a really fun sweater. And I am at the point where I am just knitting straight past the uh, increases for a long time for over a foot. So I'm going to be doing this for a while. It's my like kind of potato chippy semi vanilla project i like that we're using the same print of bag Mm -hmm. these are both of our bags we got from home row fiber co yep Mm -hmm. it's a cute bag i like it it's print it's i i got the smaller one that Mm -hmm. is just like a little drawstring bag and it works really good for throwing this bigger project in a tote with other stuff as like a little Mm -hmm. bag within a bag situation Ooh, to keep on the junk yarn trend, I cast on a junk yarn project. So I picked up two skeins. I picked up two skeins of Kemper's Totally Hair Barbie when we did Woolen Folk last year. And that was awesome. And I love it, but I didn't know what to do with it. I got two skeins. I'm trying to have less like single skeins of sock yarn. It is her Tuxedo Luxe base, which has that little bit of black in there. And I cast on the Q shawl by Darcy Kern. Her Instagram handle is Darcy Does It. And it is 
just my favorite thing I have knit in a long time. Uh, it is a shawl. So the Q shawl, you cast on, so you have, it's all in garter stitch and you do little short rows to make stripes in one section. So in one section, you stripe two colors and in another section, you just do garter of one color and it makes this fun kind of curvy triangle shape and it's potato chippy and there's no pearls and it's delightful. For the contrast stripes, I'm using a solid gray from three Irish girls, which they call Dorian gray, which is, it's a very nice, cool gray. And also the name sold me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, it's making me super duper happy. I knit on this a ton, as you can see. I really it's, like the gray with a lot the of totally shawl. hair Barbie. That is a fun combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And I'm, I'm liking the shape it makes because of the um, short row action. The, the stripe section is kind of like curving. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's fun. That's fun. Yay, we knit junk yarn yarn. Yay. <laughs> and we put it in home row fiber co bags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else have you been making that's it that's it okay well, I guess it's the Lauren show I've been making a bunch of things I cast on another vanilla hat to have to bring around to yeah because I've got that sweater uh and it's a fingering weight sweater that's like really where a lot of my knitting time has gone mm-hmm. yeah I cast on I had some knit Ooh. picks this is the yeah, this is the Koi Pond colorway. I think it's the Stroll base, and I cast on another vanilla hat. It is pooling in a way that's making little spiral stripes. Um, personally, I hate that. <laughs> it's just a personal aesthetic choice, no value to it. Uh, I knew it was going to do this. Um, it's bugging me, and I always knew that this was going to be something I gave to somebody. <laughs> it's a highly variegated skein. Mm-hmm. Um it's kind of fun. It looks like you're doing it on purpose. It is. It is. It's really neat. Um, but it's not for me to own. It's going to be a giveaway or present for sure. But that's been my post office and like going places out on the go things. And I've also been keeping up on my heirloom temperature blanket. You mm-hmm. are going to enjoy seeing this orange in there. Yeah. So Tahoe had its this is the marker. So that was the last time you saw it. Mm-hmm. Tahoe every year does the like false spring, your hopes of warmness and then like revenge of winter, which is a situation we have going on. It's like steadily getting warm and yellows and oranges. And then it's like back to solid grays and blues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just abruptly. It's so funny. Oh, Tahoe. And that is all I've been working on. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What things have you acquired, my friend? Tell me of the things you got on your travels. I got a lot of stuff on my travels. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do non-travel stuff first. Mm-hmm. Um, which is I ordered the I ordered loop earplugs because I can hear the tattoo shop uh, that tattoos on the other side of my studio wall sometimes and Mm -hmm. also my husband plays trombone so some i can often put in like my noise canceling earplug sorry earbuds or uh put my over ear headphones on but sometimes i have to like write a thing or like 
you know, do math. And then I don't really like to listen to something uh, to concentrate. Uh, I also am not awesome at sleeping in new places, uh, especially if there's a sound like uh, when we were in New York in March, I didn't sleep at all the first night we were there because the hallway music by the elevators, you could hear it in our room and it kept me up. So I got some earplugs for myself and they're cute and fun colors. So they're from Loop mm-hmm. uh, and they come in this little cutesy thing and they're so tiny. They're little, little earplugs. And they're mm-hmm. ca- they're called loop because they have the loop, and then mm-hmm. that just goes goes in your ear. So these are the quiet ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know all of the exact specs. So these are the ones that are like supposed to be the quietest. Um, mm-hmm. So they are for sleeping and for trombone playing. And then and I also just noise canceling. They don't like have Bluetooth or anything. They are just uh, earplugs. They don't they don't mm-hmm. play music or anything. Yeah. So. They have no electronic components. Um, nice. Yeah. And then I also got these ones that are the Engage um, mm-hmm. style. Uh, and these have this like sound channel in them. And the idea, I just got them. So I have only been testing them a bit. But the idea of these is that they are supposed to cancel out background noise, but you're still supposed to be able to hear like a conversation. Mm-hmm. and stuff so i'm going to try them both out there's a third version called experience uh that i didn't get that is for like specifically going to a concert and still being able to hear but protecting your hearing um All right. I'm, i'll be curious i'm curious about what the difference is between that and then the ones that you got i which... think it's just like the experience ones i think they have a different sound channel like that mm-hmm. that one is supposed to i don't know I'm not I'm not totally sure. Uh that's why I just got these two cuz I wasn't totally di- I wasn't totally sure what the difference between the other ones were. The the engaged ones have the least noise canceling of any mm-hmm. of them. Uh and I thought that they would be good for like if a show is loud to try and wear. Um which unfortunately I was at a loud show this past weekend and they weren't here yet to try that out. <laughs> I'm very curious to see how you like those because that's definitely something that um, Mr. Valkyrie has started mentioning. He's having a hard time focusing if there's more than one conversation going on. I have a very hard time focusing if there's more than one conversation going on at a time. Uh, That is why I got these engaged ones. So we'll see if they work. I'll report back on that. Um, I had never experienced that until a few weeks ago i gave i'd given myself swimmer's ear by like scratch i had to scratch inside my ear and it got funky and i was having that while i was waiting for my ear to heal up and i was like oh man this is how most how so many people experience it this is crazy Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's a thing uh i Mm -hmm. tested the quiet ones a little bit earlier and they do i i can't hear the the tattoo studio noises with them on so they are definitely good for that um, i am definitely interested in that because i, I it's, it's I also like sleeping as well or doing yard work and stuff like mm-hmm. sometimes there's like people weed whacking outside or like sometimes mm-hmm. i can hear the dogs across the street are bothering me so 
I will let you know how those go. They're very, they're like pretty inexpensive. They're $30, like a set pretty much. <laughs> um, I think some of the other, some of the different styles are like more or less expensive than each other. The quiet ones I think are the cheapest. I think they were only 25 mm-hmm. But yeah, so I will report back uh, on the the cute colored head uh, earplugs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I bought a bunch of stuff when I was in North Carolina visiting Kemper and also acquired a bunch of junk yarn while I was there. So <laughs> this is the stuff Hooray! I bought. We went to a cute store in downtown Raleigh called Deco, mm-hmm. which was just like, it's a very like cute art, you know, artist, local artist slash like gifty type mm-hmm. store. And I got this cute taper candle and taper candle mm-hmm. holder. The holder is mm-hmm. like a glass little bubbles. It like, looks like a Kong toy for dogs. It does look like a Kong toy for dogs. It is dogs. that shade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got a lilac candle to match it. That's just to look cute and be in my studio for aesthetic purposes. Also at that shop, I got this uh, little pin, mm-hmm. which I thought was fun. Uh, it's yeah. from Amar and Riley. And it's a little little oak leaves with a little acorn. And Raleigh has a bunch of oak trees and they have like a bunch of squirrel stuff and acorn stuff to represent the city. So it's a little fun like travel memories mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and I also just like I have never seen an enamel pin that like uses the different colors of metal like this. So I thought that was kind of fun. There's enamel. It's not all metal. It's just metal, but it says oh, enamel. Okay. Like I think they probably also make some more traditional enamel pins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I got that. Uh, I got these cute socks there from Poketo that are see-through, fun, fancy, fun speckle kind of socks. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try these with my Crocs because sometimes I get get blisters if I walk around in my Crocs uh, without socks. So I'm going to try these out so I don't have to be hot and wearing socks with Crocs in the summer. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lauren hates Crocs, so she is <laughs> trying not to <laughs> explode with judgment over the Crocs. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, I, I, also- I know they're different, and I know technology has improved, but I just see the plastic shoes and, and feel the jelly shoes on my feet in 1997 Houston. <laughs> yeah and i mean i am like actively like buying these socks to solve a blister problem so like i get it i understand there's mm-hmm. 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 um let's see i'm digging around in the books next to me for stickers because i know i bought a sticker there but it might be in my journal it was a sticker that says artsy fartsy um, nice and then i also i got you something at that store because i couldn't not get this for you uh it's from the mincing mockingbird. Oh, I love it. It and- is an enamel <laughs> pin with a very stunned looking bird and a ring around it says, I poop on fascists. And it's delightful. Yeah, I thought that you needed this in your life. <laughs> so I got that. And then we also went to, oh, I'm not going to remember the name of the store. I'm looking it up. Edge of Urge. We went to Edge of Urge. And uh, that was like another 
like cute gifty things kind of store. Mm -hmm. And I got this. Oh, it's a Polly Pocket. But it says Polly Pothead. Pothead. And it's a little little stash box for certain certain stuffs. It's got like a little Mm -hmm. maybe rolled items container here. It's a place to put your hand rolled tobacco cigarettes. Yes, exactly. But I thought it might be fun to put some gummies in here in the poly poly pothead compact. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. funny. I got a present for my mom at that store. I won't show that to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we also went to the uh, yarn slash craft store in Durham. That is mm-hmm. called Freeman's Creative, uh, and we're we're planning a little event there later this summer. So wait to hear more on that later. And I picked up another pebble um, tape measure, the uh, mm-hmm. one by Cocoa Knits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I just I, that's in my sweater bag. It's just the the sea glass version that's kind of like a minty color. Hmm. Um, and that's because I, when I don't have my pink one, I'm often like, I wish I had that pink one with me. So now I have two. Uh, and I got a book, mm-hmm. which is English Paper Piecing Weekend oh. Makes. And this is a craft that I don't currently do, but I have been interested mm-hmm. in it because it's like a fun, it looks fun. It looks like a little like handcraft. Uh, mm-hmm like portable quilting situation mm-hmm. and this book has like beginner like how to do it kind of stuff uh which is good because i don't know how to do that and uh, it appealed to me because it has these like small projects because i don't think i will be english paper piecing like a quilt because that no, would but it looks like you could do long. totes and notion bags which is what's on the cover Exactly. Yeah. There's a tote bag. There's like a pin cushion. There's definitely a coaster pattern in here that's cute. And that could be fun to have like a little on the go project, make some like gifty coasters and stuff. It's also mm-hmm. I love I love pretty fabric, mm-hmm. but I like don't I don't do a, I don't do like clothing sewing. I'm just not good at it. And I'm probably realistically never going to be good at it. Um, but I have some fun fabrics that I want to use so I think it could be fun to do this kind of thing there's the coaster oh nice so it's cute very cute so I got this book for that stuff and I also got a sticker Mm -hmm. in there it says your every phase is magical and it has the different moon phases on it Um, it doesn't it's hard to read the artist's name on here no idea very cute sticker and then mm-hmm. we also went to a local bookshop that was called letters in durham and i picked up the first volume of Heartstopper mm-hmm. uh because i've been wanting this for a while uh i like the show and i love a graphic novel um so i i want to read the graphic novel too and it the art style is really sweet too yeah good way to support a local bookstore so i'm excited about this yeah uh, i just reconnected with a high school friend and he said he really liked the um graphic novel Mm -hmm. yeah um and then i will show you all of the junk yarn that came home with me in a moment uh but i got this ridiculous thing for you (laughs) the uh, the booth next to me 
is this just like mm-hmm. a dumb little thing but the booth next to me uh at the show was super nice they're hell's bells and they do like vintage and like reclaimed cool clothes and spooky decor and stuff but they had mm-hmm. a like a bin of free buttons and this was one of them <laughs> Oh, it's an Alistair Crowley button. Oh, it's an Alistair Crowley button. So I acquired this Alistair Crowley button to come haunt you. Um, I love it. I I generally like to pick my own larger things, but I love that all my friends send me buttons, little notions like buttons and stickers and pins. I I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm here for it. Fun flare. Fun flare. Mm hmm. That's it's also great. totally like the type of button that will fall off eventually, you know, and then some someone will find this weird Alistair Crowley on the ground and be like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, my, how the times have changed. Just, just an elder millennial that grew up with graphic novels. And like, I just remember my first button I ever coveted was like the comedian button from The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think I still have it. Nice. Buttons. Good stuff. Show me your junk yarn. So I got <laughs> this. I don't know the name of this. Mm-hmm. I, I should have found out, but it's a, a super good hot pink. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also got a couple minis of, I think this is totally hair. Um, uh, yeah, it looks like it. And a extra mini of this lime. And I need to recast on the uh, cotton candy macaron shawl. Why? Uh, well, I have it. I have the pattern written down, but it's been so long since I knit it uh, and I wrote it down that I want to make sure that it's right before I like publish it. So I'm basically like test knitting the beginning of my own pattern. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to start that with this and it will be like the reverse of what I did before because the solid will be the main color and then the speckle will be the contrast. Mm hmm. Are you going to send it to Kemper for a sample? Yeah, that's my plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll have it. I'm going to start it and have the beginning of it with us on our tour. So I can be like, because I, ha- I already have the poly- one knit in the Polly Pocket yarn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can be like, oh, and look, if you reverse the speckle in the salad, it looks like this with the, the beginning of the shawl. Mm-hmm. So that'll be nice, nice to have. It's a uh, great plan. Because I do really want to publish that macaroon box but i don't feel comfy doing it unless i test it out Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then the other junk yarn that i got is i got some of the new cotton base this is cotton fingering weight uh that is Mm -hmm. new and coming on our totally 90s tour and uh these are just like slightly slightly off dye lots so kemper was like take Mm -hmm. these and then I also got a contrasting Ooh. of the like periwinkle color. And I think I'm going to do a little top for myself with this, a little summer top situation. I might do the Mount Pleasant um, mm-hmm. top again for myself and do the main part in the peach and just do the like ribbing mm. in the periwinkle as a contrast. Uh, Pippin Pin also has other random like cute crop tops so maybe i'll branch out into a different pattern or i'll just do the mount pleasant because i knit though i knit both of those really fast when i knit the one for me and the one for you and it's a very nice vanilla project so i got compliments on it last time i wore it out nice 
Yes. And then I have one more random thing of yarn, which was Kemper de-stashing something. This is a ball mm-hmm. of self-striping from Nomadic Yarns or mm-hmm. Havir Land. We're not sure which. Kemper thought Nomadic Yarns at the end, but it is Elsa-inspired mm-hmm. from Frozen. So That seems more like Nomadic Yarns' influence vibe as opposed to Haverland. Yeah. Haverland is more like the horror movies and Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I I didn't remember this existing uh, from Nomadic Yarns. It's really Yarns. pretty, though. It is really pretty. Um, but I know that Nomadic Yarns has done Beauty and the Beast, so that does make sense. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm done now. <laughs> Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Is it time for me to info dump about the cold corner? <laughs> I'm very excited. Okay. This is one I found randomly. I was listening to episode 225 of the Lore podcast, and there was a nugget in there that absolutely fascinated me. And now it's going to be your problem, too. Are you ready to hear about necro pants? Yes, I am. <laughs> All right, so I sourced all of my information. I went to the Laura episode webpage. And so it's basically the things that I, I looked at the articles that Laura referenced and I looked at the Wikipedia page. So, okay. <laughs> so, seeing this is something from Icelandic folklore, and Iceland is an island. It's kind of harsh conditions, it's very northern so they have very dramatic seasons so it's a difficult place to live but beautiful and that makes for some incredibly rich and interesting folklore and like most of northern europe and places that northern europeans colonized um which is both of the case in the case of iceland by the time we hit the middle ages there is a christian overlay on top of indigenous pagan beliefs like like I said, like all of Northern Europe and anywhere Northern Europeans colonized. Um, but an interesting thing about um, witch persecution in Middle Ages Iceland is that the majority of the people persecuted were men. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like an outlier. And a lot of the things in the records that Icelandic magic practitioners were accused of doing or trying to do tended to be more physical in nature as opposed to like when you look at Salem when it's all just like psychic attacks by you know spirit familiars and things like that the things that Icelandic magic practitioners were accused of or were trying to do were more like kind of your standard things like stealing resources from your like stealing milk from your neighbor's livestock or influencing the weather um are the ultimate in physical goals the necro pants oh man when you told me about this last week you asked me what i thought necro pants might be Uh Uh, and i thought that they were maybe like pants that like came to life like uh yeah (laughs) there's actually a central central california cryptid which is a haunted pair of pants. I'd yeah, have to that, look more into that. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, but necropants are Nebrok. I am not going to try. I apologize, Iceland, uh, for mispronouncing the names of your beautiful locations and folklore traditions. So the necropants or Nebrok 
and this is just a recorded spell and thing from folklore. There is no proof that anybody ever did this and it's just folklore. So let's, let's have that prefaced. And also if you're a little squeamish, uh, this, you know, this is your warning. So the necropants were a way for a magician to have unending money. And how you do this is you get a friend, um, a friend who is a penis having person with the external genitalia rig. You ask them for their consent to have their skin after they have died of natural causes. The consent is important. And also you can't kill them to obtain their skin. So you, you ask your friend if you can have his, uh, have their skin after they've passed, you wait for them to pass in a way that you did not contribute to. Uh, and then that person is buried. You wait a little bit, not a terribly long time. And then you exhume your deceased friend whose skin you have permission to get. And you skin your friend from the waist down. And it's very important that you do this in one piece, uh, which sounds incredibly difficult. I don't know yeah. if you've tried to peel an apple in one piece, but that's not not an easy task. Mm-hmm. So so you have to get all of your, your deceased friend's skin from the waist down. And you essentially have yourself some dead man's leggings. And what you're going to do is you are going to put on these dead man leggings. And you put on the dead man leggings and they supposedly adhere to your skin as if they were your leggings. And you have to put them on your bare skin. Mm-hmm. So they, they fuse and they essentially become your legs. And the only part that you don't fill with your own body is the coin purse, so to speak. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And in order to make these magic unending money pants, you have to put some two specific things into the coin purse. First, you have to steal a coin from a destitute widow at a Catholic holiday. There was like a variety of Catholic holidays. I didn't get into it. (laughs) But the point is that you're you're doing a bad thing. You're stealing a coin from somebody who needs it, a destitute widow on a holy day. So you're, you're transgress transgressing against the Catholic, you know, the Catholic system. Mm -hmm. And then you also put your sigil or stave that is specific to the the necro pants in the coin purse. And those are the two magic ingredients, the piece of paper with the special sigil for the necro pants and the coin that you have stolen from a widow on a holy day. You put them into the scrote skin, and they become an unending source of money. Anytime you reach into your magic coin purse on your necro pants, you will be able to draw out coins as long as you don't remove the initial stolen coin or obviously the magic sigil. And this is definitely like dark magic. If you die with these pants on, your body will be consumed by lice and you have a direct ticket to hell. Neat. Because this is definitely black magic. (laughs) I think it is hilarious. This this brings me unending delight. You can get out of eternal damnation by finding a successor to the necropants, somebody who wants to be wearing necropants mm-hmm. after you and have the magic unending scrote full of coins. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't just take them off and give them to someone. The pants must always be occupied so you can... The original wearer can pull their right leg out and the new person can put their right leg in. You have to do this sort of like awkward dance to like do one leg at a time because the pants can never be unoccupied or else they will stop being magic coin producing necro pants. 
And that's how you get out of your your soul going to hell if you die with these necro pants on is you oh, pass them on yeah. to another person. <laughs> now, like I said, there is no evidence that this was ever done. It was just something from folklore and the sigil was in a, a grimoire of sigils from pagan Iceland. There is a replica of the necro pants, which you will find if you Google it. Mm-hmm. in the Museum of Witchcraft and Sorcery in Holmavik in mm-hmm. Iceland, which is somewhere I am dying to go now. Mm-hmm. To see the necropants? To see the neck. Well, to see everything. There's all mm-hmm. sorts of... I'm, I'm interested in, in Icelandic folklore mm-hmm. and of witchcraft. Yeah, And there is one person who is rumored to have had necropants, and his name was Minsalder the Rich, and he lived on Pappy Island, in the 18th century um but he was just a rich guy that nobody liked and everybody said that yeah, like he he's wearing... got a dead man's scrote on him <laughs> yeah like i don't understand how he's getting so rich when we're all still poor he must have made some necro pants we don't like him but part of the lore of this this man Minsalder the rich is that the, he had the necro pants and they were of course eating away at his mind and his soul and he got less and less pleasant to be around and there is also a rumor that he was like lifted up by a storm and carried away as, you know, as punishment for his crimes of wearing necro pants. But in reality, he died in his home in 1799. This was just a rumor that that his neighbors who were resentful of his wealth said, that makes sense. Cool. And that is the Icelandic folklore of the necro pants. Delightful uh this the second money scrote folklore that we've come across which is interesting was the tin i remember the magic scrote stuff from the tanuki there was money stuff well remember the real life practical thing was that they oh they made they they pounded out gold sheets with the the skin of the Mm -hmm. tanuki scrote uh because it was so incredibly stretchy it like could be stretched and you know the idea is that like you're getting more gold sheet for your amount of gold because it's so stretchy and that's kind of like what translated into the full folklore of like the transformational scrote oh scrote of magic Mm -hmm. and how you exist in cultures across the globe it's a beautiful thing and that's why tanuki's uh statues are outside of businesses right because they bring wealth yes because they're magic scrote i am so curious as to the correlation between scrote magic and wealth magic yeah i mean maybe we'll have to look into more instances (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my goodness Mm -hmm. and and that's that's what i got on the necro pants thank you i guess we can shuttle this into our shameless self-promotion section i will be having uh, another big self-striping update with pride themed yarn at the end of may i'll put that info in my instagram profile when i pick a date but end of may beginning of june lots of pride self-striping five bucks from every skein of self-striping um is going to go to point of pride this year for the charity yeah oh I have things. I am working on getting the Zodiac pins up on my website. That will happen in May. Yeah. 
sometime in May. I don't know when. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have overbooked myself this year. Um, yeah. yeah. So sometime in May, I am hoping to take the pictures this week and maybe make the listings for that next week. So we'll see how that goes for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll tell you when it's happening imminently. Uh, this also comes out like two weeks after recording it. So maybe look right now. It might be up right now. Who can say? <laughs> and the other thing that is definitely going to be up right now, uh, two weeks from now, is I am working on a new Kickstarter. And the Kickstarter won't be launched, but the preview page for the Kickstarter will be available. So you can go follow it um, and keep track of when that's going to get launched. So check that out. Uh, when that is up, I will have a news section on my website that has that link and stuff. So go look for that there. And that will be for your little pronoun pals, which is going to be a really cute set for the pride season. It's going to have little plaques that have your preferred pronouns on it and then little accessories to make it look like a cohesive unit as well as some other flare plaques that you can pop in there. Yeah. It's going to be super dope. And I think it's, it. I'm looking forward to buying some for me and my friends. Yay. Yay. Wonderful. So if you're looking for links to any of that stuff, please just head on over to fibercoven.com. That will give you show notes for the episode you just listened to, links to our Patreon where we have a rad Discord group, as well as additional content like a whole nother podcast where we talk about our business stuff and what we're nerding out about. And if you're also looking for links to my yarn or Emily's patterns or merch, that's also on fibercoven.com. So check that out. And until next week, Kevin, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye.